Happy Father's Day weekend, everyone. Listen, I know I've been MIA and I apologize. I've been taking care of me and I'm coming back to you today to talk about fatigue and exhaustion. Yes, something that can seem very subtle, but there could be a medical reason for it. I'll explain that in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information in this podcast is sufficient nor intended to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there's a lot to learn, so let's start the show. I'm not sure I know a single person who is not tired. We are tired for so many reasons right now, you guys, for the state of our union, for having to homeschool our children during a pandemic. We are exhausted. We're exhausted from trying to keep up with the pace of life. And we're exhausted when we compare ourselves to other people who seem to be able to do it so effortlessly while we struggle. You know, being fatigued, being tired all the time can make you feel depressed. It can make you feel as though um, you're just not measuring up. And the shame that goes with that can prevent people from seeking care. You know, who wants to call up their primary care provider and say, I'm tired. The reason for the visit is that I'm tired. Um, But I want you to know that that is a very legitimate reason to schedule a follow-up appointment. So remember right now, a lot of places are scheduling telemedicine appointments where you can talk to your medical provider through a smartphone or a laptop. And that is especially handy when you're exhausted. You can be too exhausted to leave your house. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. So I hope that you will listen to this episode and take advantage of the telemedicine offerings in your area. You can do that by flipping over to the back of your medical insurance card and calling that number, letting them know that you are looking for a telemedicine option that's contracted with your insurance. If you don't have insurance, be sure to check out freeclinics.com. That link is always in the show notes. You can find affordable health care near you. So what are some of the things to consider when you are exhausted, when you are fatigued? Um, you know, when you have increasing fatigue over time, um, we're going to consider anemia. Are you slowly losing blood? Do you have like an intestinal bleed? Are you losing too much blood with your menstrual cycles? Um, what is going on? So one of the things that we'll order is a complete blood count, a CBC as it's called, to look at your blood counts and see if there's an obvious reason there for fatigue. If you're somebody who gets tired during the daytime and you snore, um, the risk is also increased if you are obese, we'll consider sleep apnea. Um, Sleep apnea is a very serious diagnosis. A lot of people just associate it with wearing a mask at nighttime 
and they're not interested in doing that, so they don't pursue a sleep study or that workup, let me tell you something. Sleep apnea will wreak havoc on your heart. Sleep apnea will wreak havoc on your weight. Sleep apnea can cause so many problems for you, including erectile dysfunction, which usually gets the attention of the gentlemen that I treat who are a little averse to doing a sleep study. You know, another potential reason for fatigue or, you know, fatigue is just a fancy way of saying tired, exhausted, um, is depression. And there is um, a simple way to screen for depression. It's called a PHQ-9. Um, I will put a link in the show notes for that so that you can screen yourself. Um, It is always helpful when you're making an appointment to bring as much information with you as you can. Be armed with information about, you know, yourself. Like, hey, I'm really exhausted and I scored pretty high on the PHQ-9, which is Patient Health Questionnaire, um, which looks at depression and the severity of depression. Um, And that should really help guide your appointment. Um, So I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Another thing that can cause fatigue or tiredness and exhaustion is thyroid disorder. If you have a low-functioning thyroid, um, you may have symptoms like dry skin, dry hair, constipation, low energy. Uh, So that's something else that, you know, we check when someone comes in and just says, you know what, I have no get up and go. I am not motivated. Uh, I, I don't feel well. Okay. If you have weight loss and exhaustion together, um, not to scare you, but we, we really need to look into different types of malignancy. Um, listen, if you're serious about getting help with a problem like this, you're going to have to do some testing. You're going to have to do some blood work. You may have to do, um, I'm trying to think of some imaging that would come along with this, but you know, you may end up having to do some imaging. You may have to do a sleep study. When you decide that you are going to advocate for your own health, one of the things that you have to accept with that is that you're going to have to do some stuff that you don't want to do. You're going to have to pay for things that you wouldn't normally pay for. You're going to have co-pays from your uh, visits. You're going to have co-pays from, from your labs or from your diagnostics. Always ask those questions up front. And, and I'll tell you this. I have patients that ask me all the time, well, how much is this going to cost? I have no idea. As a nurse practitioner, I never am involved in that piece. Uh, And so what I ask them is to call the number on the back of their insurance and say, hey, you know, what is the, the, um, what is the patient responsibility for an imaging test? Or what is the copay for a visit? Now, what's going to play into that, you guys, is your deductible. If you have a car, and your car is insured, you're probably familiar with the deductible. You get a rock chip on your windshield and they say, well, the first 500 comes out of your pocket and then we pay the rest. 
Um, insurance for medical health care insurance can can work really similarly. You know, if you have a deductible that's a thousand dollars, and you're going to go do a sleep study, and that's the first thing you've done all year, expect to have to pay that thousand dollars yourself. <clears throat> The great thing about deductibles is once you meet them, the insurance company picks up the bill. So if you are, um, you know, getting prescriptions or doing other things that can go towards that deductible, make sure you save documentation, save those receipts, save that information, talk to your insurance company. Uh, they're, they're Some of the best customer service I've had is on the patient end of dealing with insurance. I'm not going to talk about the provider end, but if you're listening and you're a provider, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But just call them up and say, hey, you know, does this go towards my deductible? Does this count towards my deductible? I wear contacts and I just bought contact lenses and and the solution. Does this go towards my deductible? Um, Okay, so if you're going to be an advocate for your health, you are going to have to um, share the burden of figuring out what is going on. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the things that can cause um, exhaustion, fatigue, and I'm going to recap, blood loss or anemia, um, sleep apnea, depression, thyroid disorder, There are some infections, actually, too, that can cause people to feel fatigued. Um, Malignancy or a cancer-related problem. And diabetes. Oh, yes, I didn't mention diabetes. Um, You may experience weight loss, having to pee a lot, wanting to eat or drink quite a bit. And so some of the testing that's going to go along with this stuff is a CBC or complete blood count, um, you know, a sleep study, thyroid function tests like a TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone or free T4. There may be some imaging like x-rays. Listen, it could get gross. You may have to um, use your stool and smear it on a little card and take that back to the lab. What I want you guys to know is that, you know, exhaustion is not the norm. And I think a lot of times, especially for those of us who um, culturally carry a lot of weight, you know, we're in marriages and relationships, we have children, we have jobs, and we have the added stress of dealing with racism, you know, be it microaggression or be it uh, big things like trying to work through processing something like the murders of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. It is hard. It is difficult to um, just keep pushing through all of the things that life throws at you. But if you are tired and you look around and you see that your friends and family have more energy, they're able to uh, be more physical. If you used to exercise all the time for recreation and you're either no longer interested or can no longer get motivated because you're so tired, consider a medical reason for that. Now, I do want to say um, with regard to supplements, okay? Okay. 
We have to be careful with supplements. We have to be careful with the hormone replacements. I get patients that say, I'm gaining all this weight. I'm really tired. Can you prescribe me some testosterone? And, you know, (laughs) I could, but it's like, there's no way I'm going to do that without ruling out other things like depression, like cancer, like sleep apnea. I wouldn't be doing you any favors whatsoever. And, you know, testosterone has other side effects like hypertension, which if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know, that is one of my, one of my, you know, nemesis (laughs) is hypertension because it affects so many people. And, uh, often doesn't cause symptoms until there's end organ damage. So, you know, don't be so quick to say, hey, this works for my friend. Can you do the same thing for me? Look back into your family history. What kind of things do your parents take medicine for or have they had treatments for? What about your grandparents if they're living? What are the medications they take and what are the reasons that they take those medications. If people have passed away, what did they die from? You know, we can learn an awful lot by just looking at our family and looking at our um, situation. When medical providers see a patient, we talk about their chief complaint, the reason why they're coming in, the history of present illness, which is, you know, what are the symptoms? How long ago did they start? What are the characteristics? How long do they last? What makes them better? What makes them worse? There's also a family history where we take into account what your parents and grandparents and siblings have uh, had go on with them medically. But then there's also a social history. And I am a super big proponent for social histories. And the reason is a lot of times people get prescribed plans of care that don't make any sense for their lifestyle. For example, you have a heart attack, you get a stent, and uh, your, your cardiologist wants you to go to cardiac rehab three times a week for six weeks. If you're a single parent, you have small children, and you work, how in the world are you going to carve out the time to get off work early and go to cardiac rehab or, you know, pay a babysitter so you can go to cardiac rehab? How are you going to afford the medications to keep your stents patent? You know, the social history is where we ask those questions that might seem very invasive. What is your marital status? You might think, why does it matter if I'm single or married? I'll tell you exactly why. I'm married. I just celebrated 16 years of marriage to my very incredible husband that I just, guys, I don't even know how he's put up with me um, because I am a workaholic. I'm a nerd and um, I have all kinds of flaws, but (laughs) 16 years. When I have to work late, right, I don't have to stress over who's going to pick up my kids. My spouse is going to do that. You know what I mean? If If I have to miss a day of work because I have a sick child, one of us is still going to work. The bills are still going to get paid. Those are things that good medical providers take into consideration when we are prescribing a plan of care. Is it something reasonable that you can adhere to? Okay. 
So social history is going to talk about your marital status. We want to know if you drink, and if so, how often, and what's your drink of choice? I love asking what's your drink of choice because my patients always kind of smile and some of them get really into telling me how they fix their cocktails. Um, Do you smoke? Did you ever smoke? Why do we care? Because if we're looking at something like malignancy, right, we have to justify while we're ordering certain labs and certain imaging. If you're a smoker or you smoked for 50 years, That can help a test get paid for and prevent you from being stuck with the bill because insurance didn't approve of the testing. Um, What else do we ask? We ask about drug use. Absolutely, we ask about drug use. Listen, I have never met a medical provider who called the police on somebody because they told them that they used heroin in the morning or that they had methamphetamine yesterday. We're not asking for punitive reasons. We ask because, you know, for example, methamphetamine can whip your heart. It can cause heart failure. Guess what heart failure will make you feel? Tired, exhausted. Every time you, you know, exert yourself, you find yourself winded and out of breath. That's why we ask those questions. We ask about exercise. What do you do for exercise and how often? You know, do you have a sedentary job? You guys have heard me say it before. Sitting is the new smoking. If you sit for eight hours a day at work, and it it takes an hour of exercise to mitigate sitting for eight hours. So if you have a sedentary job, and worse, if you commute to that sedentary job, there are things that, you know, we're really going to be looking more into. Like, have you developed some sort of metabolic syndrome, which is insulin resistance, and obesity and hypertension, you know? Um, So yeah, we're going to get in your business. We want to know if you're sexually active. Why do we want to know if you're sexually active? Well, if you're a person of childbearing age, especially a woman, there's certain remedies that we can't prescribe because, you know, they're teratogenic or they can harm a fetus or they can pass through breast milk and cause harm that way. So we want to know if you're sexually active Um, We want to know what your last menstrual period was. If you're a man and, you know, we ask if you're sexually active, I can almost tell just watching someone's face when I ask that question. There's nothing to be ashamed of, guys, if you're not able to achieve or maintain an erection. That is often a symptom of a medical, an underlying medical condition. Now, there's there's what we call performance anxiety, where there's just so much pressure, you put too much pressure on yourself, you have a new partner and you really want to please them or or whatever. But, you know, if you've been with someone for a while or you've never, you know, had this issue before and over the past, you know, I don't know, year to two years, you've really had a difficult time achieving or maintaining an erection, I want to screen you for heart disease. I want to screen you for diabetes. I want to screen you for high cholesterol because... That's not a normal thing to happen. I have patients who are in their 80s and are sexually active and active all around. So that's a symptom, okay? And and we're going to ask you questions like, do you get morning erections? Do you have difficulty achieving or maintaining or both? You know, we'll ask if you use certain drugs because certain drugs can cause that. But fatigue, exhaustion, um, those are not things that 
are normal to have. We live in bodies. Bodies are meant to move. Um, I was walking my dogs today and I stopped to talk to my neighbor who's a beautiful uh, flower bed and we were talking about her different flowers. You know, she's 66 years old out there just working up, you know, taking plants out of the back of her yard, bringing them to the front, replanting them there because her dog was digging stuff up. And, and that's what, you know, that's normal. That's what we're supposed to do. I think we get so used to poor health in our culture that we think 66 is old. We think that it's totally normal for somebody that age to, you know, be bed bound or chair bound. It's not. I'm here to tell you it is not. Um, And so those are reasons to seek medical care. I'm going to change gears for a minute, you guys, because this has been an incredibly emotionally exhausting past few weeks. Um, Actually, past few months. We're in a pandemic. We are, you know, being faced with the reality that um, racism and white supremacy are very real and very prevalent in our day-to-day lives. Um, We worry about our own lives and the lives of our children and our spouses on top of trying to figure out how we're going to pay our bills during a pandemic, whether that job's ever going to call us to come back. You know, if you watch the news, it's hard not to feel pretty heavy. But we almost have to watch so we can know what to expect, what's coming next. Are we going to be phase two, phase three, um, and things of that nature. And because of all that we're dealing with and all that's going on, I want to end today's episode with encouraging you to take time out for yourself to take care of you and taking care of you could look like a lot of different things it might be allowing yourself to take a nap even though we often feel pressured to be productive taking care of you might be praying taking time you know alone to really pour your heart out to the lord and express all of the things that you're concerned about and worried about and and need a little hope for. Taking care of you might be going for a walk and just not a, a walk where you are trying to make a certain pace or trying to get a certain amount of steps, but where you can feel the wind on your face and the sunshine on your skin and smell all of the pretty things that are in bloom. One of the things I did this past week (laughs) taking care of me was I sat in a bathtub for about two hours. And yes, my fingertips and toes were super wrinkly, but I just cleared my schedule and allowed myself that time. Uh, Something else I've done recently was spend some time with my six-year-old niece. Her joy, her energy, her delight in my dogs and just being over really renewed my spirit in a way that I needed. Last weekend, I got certified in Reiki Level 1. And I've been doing Reiki, performing Reiki treatments on myself. You know, I really encourage spiritual practices. They're 
or peaceful practices like yoga and prayer and Reiki and whatever it is that helps you to center yourself, that helps you to take some deep breaths because we definitely breathe more shallow, more stress, and allows you to step away from all the chaos, all the confusion, and come home to yourself. There are many reasons why we might feel exhausted right now. Emotional reasons, financial reasons, physical reasons. And I want to encourage you that whatever reason that you might be feeling exhausted, you don't have to stay there. You can make an appointment with your primary care provider or with any medical provider. And let them know what your symptoms are. Even tell them you listened to a podcast and they mentioned that there could be an underlying medical reason for your exhaustion. Um, Sign up for a class and learn something new if you can find an affordable virtual offering. Give yourself permission to watch something on television that isn't the news, that isn't going to weigh down your spirit, but maybe even make you laugh. And so my brothers and sisters, I know exactly how it feels to feel guilty for laughing because there really isn't anything funny going on right now. But I'll tell you that laughter is healing and we deserve to be able to laugh. We should not be so quick to relinquish our joy or to give our power over to things with which we have no control. I am practicing what I preach right now, which is why y'all haven't heard from me. I've seen a naturopath and will be seeing my primary care provider shortly to deal with some stuff that you know I haven't given the proper attention to some female things and and ladies, you know, if you're out there and you're dealing with menstrual issues or fibroids or hormonal imbalance, um, I feel you. (laughs) It's hard to get people to listen. Sometimes they want to blow you off and make you feel crazy or, or what have you, but fight for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Somebody will listen. Go talk to your gynecologist. Talk to your primary care provider. Talk to a naturopath, you know, or herbalist. But fight and fight the good fight for yourself. We deserve it. Listen, y'all, I love you so much. I've missed coming on and talking, and I wanted to wait until I could do it without being so heavy and without crying um, because it's real. The stuff that's going on in the world is real. Um, y'all know my mommy. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. Haven't seen her in three months. We had to move her out because I'm exposed every day when I go to work at the hospital. And I couldn't bear the thought of getting her sick. Uh, it's Father's Day today, the day I'm recording. And, you know, I've said goodbye to my dad. And maybe some of you out there have said goodbye to your dads too, or are estranged from your dads, or, or never got to know your dads. Um, It's just, it can be a really hard time sometime. So get outside and play. 
take care of yourself. Go back and listen to, you know, head wraps and switchbacks. Um, go back and, and listen to some some podcast episodes that talk about self-care. Um, because we need it now more than ever. And part of taking care of ourselves is acknowledging when something's just not right. And if you're tired all the time, <laughs> something's just not right. My grandfather just celebrated his 94th birthday. And he wants help advertising his tax business on his Facebook page. Y'all heard me correctly. <laughs> so think about... You know, people like my granddaddy, when you're tired and you're blowing it off or making excuses for why you might be tired, just know that there's 94-year-olds out there trying to up their business game. Put yourself a little higher on your priority list. Get some information to arm yourself with to take into your appointment and make that phone call. Until next time, you guys, as much as is possible, eat fresh and dance. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Purple Stethoscope. I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on social media at D the MP. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Patreon. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and share this episode and then head over to Patreon to see how you can further support this work. Mm-hmm.